This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Hey, what's happening in Jacksonville? Bark like a dog, says Gardner Minshew. Always something. They gotta love the Zoom calls. Put it on mute, people. Didn't happen uh, and actually made for a nice, light, fun moment. We need a lot of that. Uh, and Gardner Minshew delivered in that respect. He's off the uh, list, the COVID-19 list. Uh, told everybody he did not have it. Uh, further explanation on all of that. And a little deeper dive into Gardner Minshew as he takes over the reins of this football team in a critical, critical year. It will be so interesting to tell the story down the road, however this pans out, because it will pan out during a pandemic. And you could certainly, if it doesn't work out, I was thinking this today, write the story some five, ten years down the road that how is he supposed to succeed in this situation? And it was his one chance to do it. Mm. Or you write the story of just how great of a story it is that he was able to succeed with his one opportunity during a pandemic sure so uh, i vote for that one but pretty wild uh, indeed i think if you really we've talked so much about jags we talk football we talk all this stuff for the last six months but as it starts to get closer and closer sometimes you got to remember the storyline and and the storyline for Minshew to me is just so big and it's huge i mean it doesn't get bigger than this then Gardner Minshew's position in 2020. It really doesn't. Like, I just don't think you can over-dramatize it. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about it and uh, what he had to say today uh, and also glowing remarks about some members of his offense, uh, which is a, a promising thing, too. I, I would think he would, but uh, I thought what he said was interesting, and, and we'll share some of that uh, with you. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Coos on a Tuesday. Hope everybody's doing well. Another hot one, absolutely. Everybody else up the coast now has to deal with the hurricane. Yeah. Uh, and uh, good luck to all of them, including uh, my family up in New England. Going to get a little bit of it, probably some power and, and, and wind, but uh, they don't get them very often. And uh, there it climbs up the coast, uh, all the way up even to Rhode Island and Massachusetts. I just experienced another first with the mask. And I say this with no wearing the mask, not wearing the mask uh, uh, positioning. I had my mask on as I'm getting out of the car and coming up here to go yeah. in the building. And I had to sneeze. <laughs> I, I heard you. you. Saw that. I, well, I heard. I didn't see, but yeah. I heard it. Oh, yeah. Yep. How was that? Well, I had to how, how was take the mask off real quick. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No. <laughs> I was like, that could be. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. Now, listen. Or it could I'm, just be a good catcher. That's a gross. <laughs> Listen, where I'm coming from, I heard that sneeze and I got panicked. Obviously, I heard one sneeze and I understand you got the allergies, man. We experienced that together in the senior bowl. Didn't think you're going to pull through. You did. So allergies are prevalent with you. All good. No big deal. A lot of people have to suffer through that. I understand. But I'm so hypersensitive now to any sneeze, any kind of snuffle, any kind of clearing your throat. Let's just say I get triggered, Brent. And I immediately go, oh, he's got it. Yep, here we go. Can't wait to start the show today. And now I'm going to get it. That's where my mind goes. Now, not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's how hypersensitive I am right now. And then it's probably because I'm in fight camp as well. Wow, that's true, too. Yeah. Uh, stay away from me. Maybe we should put the partition up. No, it's all good, man. Um, and uh, that's a new experience for me with the mask. Uh, it, it happens. <laughs> uh, one other thing I've got to figure out. If anybody has my credit card, uh, please return it. I can't find oh, it. Oh, no. 
I hate when I lose things. Did you I, check your kids? <laughs> yeah, not yet. Okay. <laughs> I haven't stolen the credit card okay. yet. I don't think. Yeah? You don't need to steal the credit card anymore. You got Amazon. <laughs> That's a good point. Just I steal mean, the password and you're good. It's all the, at the convenience of one button click and there you go. It is. What, whatever you want like your fingertips. Steph tips. changes the password like every week. I can't even get in there anymore <laughs> because she's afraid uh, somebody will see what you bought or yeah. click on there and just click something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know where the credit card is. I Sometimes, see, I make the mistake of not putting my credit card all the way back in my wallet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll just put my credit card like in my back pocket. So like kind of around my wallet or in the folding part of my wallet. And I have no idea. See, Brad, I have no idea what happened. Yeah. The last six hours. That's why I need one of these bad boys right here, man. Put it right in your cell phone. I have too much stuff for that, I think. How many? I mean, I'm sure you got a lot of credit cards, number one. What do you mean you got too a lot much of hundreds. stuff? A lot of hundreds. You well, could um, <laughs> do what I do, and whenever anything I lose, you know, I misplace something, I just ask Nicole, where'd you put my wallet? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Immediately it's, blame her. It's not your fault, man. It's somebody <laughs> else's fault. You better, believe, you better point logic. that blame. I love the, it, man. The disappointing part, at least in our house, is that I lose a little leverage on this, that I lost it. Because I think I actually lost one recently within the last year so this could be our second one that we have to say cancel and, and go get and then you got to change everything yeah. that you have it attached to but steph's like the worst steph like loses her keys can't find her license can't find this can't find that mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't get it why don't you just put stuff back in the same spot every time like i put my keys in my wallet in the same spot yeah every day mm-hmm. every day like i know where they're at yeah. But then I'll go and lose my credit card, and now I don't have that luxury of leverage. I had this bad habit where I lose my keys, credit card, wallet, like when I was in college. It just happened everywhere I went. Like literally, I was that one friend where I go to the group of friends that would lose his stuff. And then there's nothing more embarrassing than having to go back and say, "Hey guys, can we turn around? I forgot something." Like nobody wants to be that guy over and over again. But thankfully, I've took it upon myself to get like you know, like I have this. That's this, a pretty this good one right there. I like that case. I can put three cards in my, my phone, so that makes things a lot easier and then my keys you know I mean, it's kind of the wild west here but thankfully i haven't lost them too many times i tell you one of the great things i love the lanyard from espn yep, 690 you better believe it. I the had, espn 690 lanyard is good i had one and then um i don't say i broke it but i got it i smashed in the car door by accident I and that's what broke you it. another one that'd be great i mean i'm sure they're i mean nobody's flying off like hot i'll just go raid the promotions yeah, department but i'm sure the you know the espn 690 syndicate out there is just grabbing up like hotcakes so Probably. i don't want to take away from them either well just think we have a, a bevy of them because we have <laughs> We haven't done remotes or, or on-location stuff. We haven't had a lot of away games lately, bro. We haven't. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of home, home games. cooking. Yep. But anyway, if you find my wall, uh, my credit card, I mean, just buy yourself a soda and then get it back to me. Not nice. All I right? like that. Yeah. Is it a capital? I mean, do you want to say what kind of card it is? It's a Visa card. Okay. It's a Marriott, like a Marriott Visa Rewards card. kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. How, how do they for like the online app stuff? Because I know, like, I have because obviously I'm a big boy now. I have, I have, I have a credit card. Actually, I have you have two, two credit, credit cards card. now. Wow, you're, how two, about that? Two credit cards now. Um, of course, there's only two hundred dollars. Thirty-two has been a big deal for you. No, there's a two hundred dollars spending limit, <laughs> and, and then that is what it is. $200. Well, that's that's where you start out with, and you can and then you can show that you're responsible. Is that what it is? And then yeah, and then the spending limit goes up. So I need two more months of clean payments, and then check this out, Brent. Five hundred bucks. That's right. Five hundred bucks. Are you ready for that? Five hundred bucks. It's a, it's a, but here's like with those, like they just keep giving you more. Like that that's kinda what I was on. Mm-hmm. The other day I got one and they're like, Hey, yeah, we're gonna bump you up to five thousand. I'm like, Whoa, 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 hey, whoa, whoa five thousand. Yeah, oh, I don't now. want that ability. Oh. 
especially with FanDuel out there. You know what? That $5,000 yeah. one, you man. $200, you're lucky you don't have a truck. <laughs> <laughs> you only need 150 down. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Yet, just once uh, that Ford Bronco comes out. I love out. that story. Like, how many other people? I want to know. Do relax. You, does anybody relax, know anybody else? Relax, everybody. That took until what? Seriously, what? Thirty-one or thirty-two? It would have been 32. 32 to get their Rel- first credit Relax. Card. Everybody relax. I st- what I still can't believe, and we've had this conversation before, but I still can't believe you never filled out, like, the T-shirt. To get a free T-shirt or something, you never filled out, like, the credit card thing. Listen, I, ca- no, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Every single Brewers game, I wanted a Brewers yeah, exactly. T-shirt. And I remember what my grandpa told me. He's like, if you can't pay for it in cash, don't pay for it at all. Okay, grandpa. I, I get it. You know what? That's how Smart they did it. guy. Yeah. How they did it in the, in the 30s during the Great Depression, but nowadays, like, you need to have credit. You have to have good credit to get things just the way it is. So he's a little old school from that. I guess it's better late than never, though, and now my credit's looking extra juicy, so we're all good. <laughs> extra juicy. Extra juicy, man. I, I, I could probably apply for a black card if I really wanted one, but I don't need one. Because those are, those are unlimited, right? I don't know. I think I those are unlimited. Well, you better step your game up then, man. Mine's not unlimited. Oh, uh, okay. I don't even know what the black cap is. Black card Brent, is that what they used to call you back in the day? Black card Brent? <laughs> Uh, I, I've never been a credit card. Like, uh, I mean, if we have to make purchases on credit card and make purchases, but I've never been one to like overspend on a credit card. Yeah. I've never overspent. Like, I, one of my pet peeves in, in life is paying interest. <laughs> no, for sure. I'm and the same way. on a credit card. Yeah. So I don't know why that got stuck in my mind. Yeah. But I hate paying interest. Just hate it. Like, even the rates are unbelievable on houses and even cars aren't bad right now. Yeah. But, I don't like paying. Yeah. Like, so I'll do whatever I can to try to pay that thing off it quickly. And so I've never, unless we just like we're late on a payment. Yeah. Accidentally on a credit card, I've never had to pay interest. And thank goodness they're like 22%. No, for sure. And, and get this too. I'm learning all the unwritten rules about credit cards. So supposedly you can't like, so say if you have that $200 limit, right? If you take over 50%, that lowers your credit score down. Oh, yeah. Well, what is the point of that then? So why would you have a two hundred dollar limit? But if I take over, uh, if I charge over a hundred bucks, I get punished for that? What's up with that? Well, oh, that's a, oh, I I understand what you're saying now. So it's like I, if you I charge over imagine, like fifty percent or whatever, I can't imagine on that low of a limit that comes into play. It did, man, because my score dropped three points. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's surprising. I don't understand the whole credit By the score way, thing. But we did have someone just comment on the YouTube stream Be saying, kind. if I return your card, I can't keep purchasing oh. Jags jerseys. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. But be careful who you purchase because they often leave. <laughs> Go and get that Gardner Minshew home and, home and away one while you can. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's a compliment anymore to get a guy's jersey. Yeah. It might be a ticket out the door. Did you, did you say, Josh, I own the safest bet? I mean, it's got to be, right? Like, pro bowler. <laughs> He's at least slated for another two years. Yeah. yeah. Humble, seems like. Yeah. Low key. But I don't yeah. know. I would get a rookie from now and have four years. No, that's, that's a good point. But, <laughs> I but get I'm one just of these saying. First, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, okay. I got you. Yeah, go ahead and get a rookie if you want as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, plenty to talk about today. By the way, uh, on Friday, we introduced you to uh, the big news of the day and the news that we, uh, have, we'll have Florida State uh, here in Jacksonville on ESPN 690 in terms of football games, basketball games. Well, part of it is we'd like to welcome you into the show a little bit, Knowles fans, and that doesn't mean we're going to do three hours of Florida State football, mm-hmm. Florida State basketball. But we would like to talk a little bit more Knowles on occasion, start a little thing called FSU at four when it applies. So we'll talk a little Florida State today. And... We also have a lot to get into, of course. Uh, I asked the question. This was a homework assignment last night. 
who would be in quarantine for the Jaguars if you were going to take that route if you were Doug Marone? Would you put a quarterback in there? Would you put another player? What about other teams? Would they be smart to do this? I know it sounds kind of absurd. I get it. But when we get to September and you lose a major player to the COVID-19 list, would it be as absurd? (laughs) So something to at least think about, and I think teams are thinking about. Doug Marone acknowledged it. Yeah, that could be an option, but they're not doing it right now. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, on the way as well. And Billy Donovan, co-coach of the year in the NBA, does this validate his move to the NBA out of college? What kind of coach has he been? Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later on in the show. A lot uh, of fun stuff, including Gardner Minshew, bark like a dog. Gardner Minshew, we begin with him next. Not only what he had to say about his team, about COVID-19, about the list he was on. We're going to deep dive into some Minshew numbers during the show today because I thought there was an interesting article about that. And uh, we'll take a look at Gardner Minshew in 2020. We begin right there with number 15. It's next on ESPN 690. Right, team, we're pretty, you know, internally motivated. We have our own goals. Uh, We don't need anybody else to tell us what to do or, you know, what we're not going to do. I believe that we believe in each other and, um, you know, we're going to bring it each day to be the best we can be. That's Gardner Minshew, certainly carries a chip on his shoulder. I have told you that for a long time. If you go back to his Brandon, Mississippi days, uh, we've been there, and you could feel it. And so I think all the naysayers, uh, while I don't think it will distract and, and be – Oh my gosh, front and center get carried away with it. I do think it's a thing. Uh, and he acknowledges it. I remember asking him back, uh, oof, when was that? Must have been a couple of months ago now, maybe right after the draft or whenever they were making some guys available mm-hmm. about the naysayers. And he had heard it, you know, he, no doubt he hear, you, you can't, you hear everything. You can no longer say that as a player. Oh yeah, we don't pay attention. We don't read that. You know, you hear everything. So uh, they know what's being said about their football team, and it's not a surprise even to have a question phrased that way anymore about their football team. And uh, Minshew gets the guy to, you know, the Jags through all of that and surprise people. Something he's been doing for a good portion of his playing career uh, is surprising people. So uh, that part of the story is is uh, really interesting. So is the COVID-19 part of the story. He was on the list for two days. Yeah. Comes off the list, which is awfully good sign. And again, the, the distinction on the list, if you if you haven't seen this, I'm sure you have by now, is you could test positive or you can be in quarantine because you were around somebody that did test positive. Well, there are several of the players that went on that list. There are several players currently still on the list. Uh, Minshew has come off it, and he was no doubt around it more so than testing positive for it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that's the distinction uh, going on, and therefore is a quick quick trip to the list. He indicated today it's the first time in the building for him because, again, if you think about it, last Tuesday they reported they had to take tests, go back, take tests. Well, then he goes on the list. So uh, today really being the first part of in the building stuff for him mm-hmm. in the train uh, in training camp 2020. You know he he's funny about how he put it. Around COVID, he was ready. He had his, his clothes picked out for the first day of school, yes, sir, uh, and, and ready to roll. And then, bam! All of a sudden, he couldn't come in. Uh, so he's excited about getting going. The big story here is obviously he didn't have COVID nineteen, because although I think most players around the NFL that are testing positive, or even around Major League Baseball, we haven't seen this extreme case. Mm-hmm. 
We also know that I would think that if you test positive, you're going to miss more time. You're not spending two days on that list if you test positive. There's a really good chance you might spend anywhere from a few days to a week or two weeks on that list. Of course. That would be a lot of time missed. Mm -hmm. Even these two days seem to frustrate Minshew. Yeah, I mean... It's the uncertainty, right? I mean, an injury is one thing where there's like a timetable, right? If you if you tear a hamstring, if you if you break a finger or something like that, like there's a timetable that's set up where you know when you're going to come back and you have a goal to work towards. If you have COVID-19, everyone's body reacts differently. Some people are on the shelf for maybe a week at the ma- you know at the maximum. Others it takes a couple weeks, you know. So to me, that comes that's the frustrating part, right? Because Obviously, you know, you can take care of your immune system and you can, you know, get a lot of rest and all this stuff, kind of like you would handle the flu, but you don't know when you're going to get better. You don't know when you're going to test negative. So from that standpoint, it's kind of the the uncertainty, the fear of the unknown that can be frustrating such, you know, to, to professional athletes that kind of revolve around knowing exactly all those timelines. Absolutely. Uh, and so the quarterback's back in the building. That's an important thing. Um and this was uh, just a minor kind of headline uh, when it comes to COVID-19. I think we have to say this, though. There's no guarantee he doesn't go back on the list at some point. Yeah. You know, that's the crazy part about this. I said this yesterday, and I understand you you actually have a little bit more of a, whoa, uh, I, w- I think, reaction to the list and the 12 players being on it than I do because we're so early. And I guess I just anticipated some of this early on. If we get two, three weeks down the road and now we're getting – Gardner Minshew's on the list for three days, and he's out of practice, and he can't be around. Well, I do think that becomes an issue. I I just don't think these couple of days really cost the Jags or him anything. I think this is such an an acclimation process where they're not really clicking on all cylinders right now anyway inside Mm. their building as they kind of weather this part of the storm. And But I do think we have to keep it open that not only could he get on the list again, Mm. could he get on the list at any time during the season. And then that's where these things get magnified, of course, it would feel like, at least everybody outside the building. Well, yeah, and that's where I'm coming from. I mean, listen, whether players have it or don't have it, like if they're on the list, that makes me raise an eyebrow. Now, regardless of what the Jaguars' exact protocol is, if it's different than other teams, well, keep in mind, if their protocol is indeed a little more stricter, is it, if it is different than other teams, they're not just going to all of a sudden have a new protocol when the season starts. You have to stick to with what you've been doing. You just can't say, all right, well, you know what, let's go ahead and go by these rules. But now since the season's starting, let's be a little more lackadaisical. Let's be a little more casual with it because we can't afford to lose people. So when 12 players pop up on the list and they miss whatever time during the season, you better believe I'm going to be nervous as opposed to some teams who don't really have one player yet. So, yeah, I'm a little nervous from how they're handling it, from what's going on, just because once that season starts, you need everybody on that team. You you can't afford to have guys sit out, especially starters. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's when it will become amplified, uh, for sure, that list and and whoever's missing time. Uh, Kuz, do you have the sound, uh, and if you can get it at some point, you don't need it in the next minute, but uh, we're producing the show as we go. Uh, do, do you have anything about him talking about the antibodies and, and Michael Walker down in uh, Naples when they were working out down there? Uh, if you get it in the next few minutes, let me know, because I thought that was really interesting. Like, I got to be honest with you. My mind has tuned out a lot of the fact and fiction hmm. of COVID-19 and coronavirus. We have all these, you know, we know where it led us mm-hmm. from March, April, May, June to uh, political conversation to uh, whatever. Mm. And my mind kind of, we were so inundated with all of it. 
it tuned it out. I actually asked like Stuart, I was like, all right, what's this whole antibody thing even mean? And what it means is basically that you had that you at some point you you likely had likely mm-hmm. had COVID-19. Well, he tested positive for the antibodies. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a big part of what he said today. Mm-hmm. But then he said he didn't have it as well yeah. like so it was really confusing well i mean he could have had it at an earlier date and obviously didn't get it checked out got over it and now here we are yeah so we never i think to uh, kind of my interpretation of it was he probably had coronavirus at some point didn't know it yeah. but when he was tested for it on multiple occasions tested negative correct is that yeah that's what I mean, you interpreted exactly okay yeah. um <laughs> again no so, yeah. but now there's a flip. There's a, one more element of that. Is that a positive sign that he had the antibodies, which means there's a really good chance he won't test positive again? So I think that, yeah, and listen, I'm not a doctor, but from what I've read is if you have the antibodies, obviously that helps you and it kind of prevents you from getting it again. But it's not foolproof. And if you do get it again, it means that the virus, the, the COVID-19, can essentially penetrate those antibodies. And when it penetrates, well, then that kills your immune system. So it's actually worse if you get it again. Yeah. Now, the odds of you getting it again might be a little more rare. But if you do get it again, it could be that much worse, which obviously, if you're a Jaguars fan regarding Gardner Minshew, you'd be nervous about. In that sense, it's... It's kind of like, you know, when you were a kid, there was that conversation. I don't know about just a kid, but I remember it as a kid about like the measles or chicken pox or something yeah. like that. Like one of them that you it was very rare to get it again. But if you got it again, it was bad. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, for, for, I forget which one it was. But yeah, I know like well the chicken pox, if you get them again, I know like, it's like kind of like a big time bummer, <laughs> especially yeah. when you get them as an adult. adult so, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 OK, uh, here's Gardner Minshew talking about what I just mentioned, the antibodies, the working out in Naples with Michael Walker and others and. The fact that, uh, you know, he didn't test positive this time around. He was just on the list because he was around someone that did. What happened is I think we both have antibodies from staying in Naples. We probably got it down there at the same time, had no symptoms or whatever. Uh, And then, you know, I think he failed a test, but I don't think he has it again. But just since he failed it and I was around him, then uh, I had to sit out too. So it just shows kind of the fragility of this whole thing and how fickle, you know, this thing can be just being around somebody, you know, if they touch enough people, like, you, you can shut down a whole team really quick. Well, it's a great soundbite from Minshew. Now, it's, again, kind of confusing a little bit because yeah. he, I don't, he's not really supposed, nobody's really supposed to be commenting about other players. Yeah. But he basically said Walker tested negative, ended yeah. up on the list. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's on the list. Now, a lot of people assume that they're roommates still because they were last year. Well, they're not anymore. They're not roommates this year. In fact, I've heard he's living in a house or moving into a house uh, on his own. Uh, but either way, he he actually said he was he's living on his own. He's not living with Michael Walker okay. uh, and Andrew Wingard this year. But he kind of let on that Walker was the reason he's on this list because he was around him and yeah. he tested negative, even though he said he doesn't think he has it. So, uh, again, yeah. I was kind of confused. But I think it's the latter part. Well, the early part is he talked about the antibodies. But the latter part of what you just heard is he mentioned the, the fragility of the whole situation, mm-hmm. that it could really knock out a lot of people on a team. Mm-hmm. And so they're aware of that. And it's good to hear the players say they're aware of that. They, they get it. I, I know we have to assume that's the case. They've, they've been given everything that every employee across America has been given. Say, hey, do the right thing. Stay yeah. away. You know, protect others, all that stuff. But 
again, it's good to hear that they're trying to do that to the best of their abilities in Jags headquarters. Yeah, I mean, to me, this just confirms, obviously, and it's been kind of going on on Twitter a little bit, like the team that's the most responsible will probably win the Super Bowl this year. It's not necessarily the most talented team. Yeah. It's not the, 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 the best coach team. We could be sitting here, you know, in a couple months from now, you know, we could be sitting here in February or whenever and, and just say, you know what? That team was the most responsible team, and they got themselves a Super Bowl. Just because, like Garner said, all it takes is just one guy to get it and spread it and be irresponsible. And now all of a sudden you're talking about you know, 10, 15, 20 guys getting it and shutting your whole team down, man. That's the difference between wins and losses right there. You know, we had this conversation. It's can you combat maybe your your lack of talent? on one team and surprise people because of this entire situation, whether it's how you handle it, whether you just get a little luckier than other teams. And some of the teams that are supposed to be very good, will they take a huge hit? Would they lose potentially a Patrick Mahomes or a Kelsey or somebody like that that at the wrong time, you know, that really hampers them. And it might mean I didn't, they didn't get home field advantage because of it. Mm -hmm. Might mean they go on a little losing skid because of it cost them the playoffs. Who knows? But it does bring up that point once again. You just said it. Who's the most responsible? But I think also along with that, luck has to come into play. You can be responsible and still contract coronavirus mm-hmm. in some way. So well, I think responsibility and a little lady luck comes into what no, comes into play. No, I mean, here. listen, luck, luck is brought on every team that's successful without a doubt. You know, now obviously skill can out, can outweigh that and trump that, but luck is prevalent, especially in this situation. But if I'm the Jaguars, if I'm every single NFL team right now, and, and I'm trying to look at these figures, and I'm seeing, all right, am I in a hot spot? Are we in the clear? Whatever. But regardless of that, I'm just trying to come up with ways like, listen, how can I make sure that my guys have the best chance to succeed? And if you break that down, you ask yourself, all right, well, what do guys need to go out in public for right now? Obviously, groceries, mm-hmm. restaurant, you know, food's a necessity for themselves and their families as well. Um you know, maybe like, um, you know, if you go out for some entertainment, things like that with your family once again. But to me, it's like if, if I'm the Jags, I try to do everything in myself to be like, all right, you guys need food here. Let's get like some kind of deliveries. You know, let's get some kind of service where we can get this food to you at your house. You know, and we have to go to Publix and interact with people and be around people the whole time, you know, and we can go do these things. Like to me, I'm doing like I'm literally, I'm literally thinking of every possible way that I can make my player's life easier where they don't interact with anybody in the bars. Now, once again, it takes a, a leap of faith because you're going to have those one or two or three guys or a group of guys that want to go out and have a good time. And that's just, once again, I talk about all the time, human nature, but I'm trying to do my due diligence as a football team to say, how can we cut out these guys going out in public and try to be infected? So here's the deal, man, uh, along those lines, because it's a crapshoot. You can do what you want. I mean, Gordon Minshew, I thought, was really good about, hey, they're doing their best down there. I mean, they're cleaning it, the janitorial staff, the training staff, the every staff. They're doing their part, and mm-hmm. we trust them, and we just got to listen and, and follow. That's cool. I get it. But are you a little surprised that guys are allowed to go home? I mean, in training camp, the nature of a normal training camp is to be in the hotel. Sure. It, that's that's what people have done for for decades and decades. Like that's kind of the misery of training camp, quite frankly. Correct. And in this situation where you could actually build a kind of a bubble, much like the Saints have tried to do, where I think uh, basically it's like eighty percent of their, maybe even a little more, uh, if I do math right, but basically eighty percent of their players and staff and everybody involved will be staying at a hotel that's not in. No other guests can stay there. They basically booked the hotel out. 
and they created their own little bubble. Mm -hmm. The only folks that are staying in hotels here in Jacksonville, according to Doug Marone, the way he made it seem, the rookies that don't have a place to stay, uh, or, or anybody that doesn't have a place to stay, and if somebody chooses to stay there to get away from family members they might be with or they just feel like it's a safer environment. Yeah. But it's an optional thing. Mm-hmm. Are you a little surprised that it's not more of a mandatory thing of all the years to stay at one place and keep yourself kind of locked in? This one would seem to make the most sense. Listen, uh, I'm definitely surprised now how players react to that. I mean, I'm sure, like, listen, where I'm at right now, I'd probably just stay in the hotel just to get a little you know, peace and quiet because the yeah. last thing I want to do is come home from a grueling training camp and now I got to watch kids and do all that kind of stuff, you know, like that. But I, I, I'm very surprised because, listen, you can sanitize that entire stadium with the latest technology like they're doing and, you, and, and that's fantastic. That gives you a peace of mind and it shows that they're taking this very seriously as they should. I like that. But to be fair, I'm not worried about a Jaguars player or a staff member contracting COVID-19 in the stadium. What I'm worried about is a Jaguars player contracting going out in the city of Jacksonville, which is a hot spot, okay? That's what I'm worried about. So if you're worried about that, we have to take a look at ourselves and say, well, you probably have a better shot right now of contracting COVID-19 at home with a family member than you do, obviously, in that stadium. And when we talk about having 90 people on that roster right now, that's a lot of possibilities, Right. And regardless of what the protocol is saying, you got to stay six feet away in the locker room, all that stuff. I just have a feeling if someone gets it on the outside, brings it into the stadium for training camp, well, then more than one person is probably going to contract it as well. Yeah. And, and the idea that let's just say for the sake of argument, half the staff is at the hotel. Well, I don't even think that many are, but let's just I mean, not the staff, half the players, staff, everybody. I think the New Orleans story said like there's 180 people in there. Every, in, everywhere, mm-hmm. and like 150 of them are staying. Well, let's just say the Jags have 180 people, and 90 of them are in the hotel area, and 90 are going home. Well, now you get 90 different places that you're bringing back into the building, and I understand you have to get tested before you go in. There's tracking and tracing, so they're obviously very comfortable in that. Uh, listen, I, I will say this. To be fair to the Jags and anybody else doing this and, and not kind of doing their own little bubble, uh, which actually it looks like the Saints are more of an outlier than anybody mm-hmm. right now. Uh, they've put a lot of work and thought into this. Sure. You know, uh, but I guess from a logic standpoint, just to try to get to the season mm-hmm. as healthy as possible, the Saints idea makes a heck of a lot more sense to me. It does. Yeah. You know, and obviously if, if you're testing everybody, if they choose to go home every single, and once again, does the te- I mean, I'm not sure exactly what the testing details. I assume that it's probably going to be the, hopefully the, the swab thing or else, I mean, if you go by temperature, things like that, just because you don't show any symptoms doesn't mean you don't have COVID-19, you know? So like, that's where I'd be nervous as well. So hopefully it's the yeah, I think it's more the more thing. intense. Yeah, the more intense one, which sucks, but obviously that's probably the safest way to go about it. But I agree with you here, Brent. You know, I mean, essentially you're going to be, in the hotels anyways for a training camp, especially in Jacksonville. Now, granted, you get maybe like one or two days during training camp to go home with your family and spend time with them. So be it. But you got to take a look at it from a different couple of perspectives here. Number one, if you're a second-year, third-year guy trying to make a team, if you contract COVID-19 during training camp, well, you might have just you know signed your papers and said, well, because what are you going to do? Goodbye, NFL. Exactly. Because if you can't get on the field and practice, how are you going to make a team? Okay, the, the Dallas have a, you know, every single coach in the NFL, they have um, 
a quote. They have a phrase. Whenever, whenever you tear your first hamstring or pull something, you can't make the team in the training room. Okay. Well, you can't make the team in the quarantine. Now, if you're a starter or anything, then yeah, obviously you you have that luxury. But a lot of those guys, especially on that team, which is so young, there's going to be a lot of spots up for grabs. So keep in mind, if you choose to go home and you're around and you subject yourself to that, if you get COVID-19 and you're even out for three or four, maybe even a week, two weeks, your training camp's done, man. And that's not good for you trying to make a team. And it goes back to what we said. So much luck involved in this year. There's mm-hmm. luck involved in every season, no doubt. Injuries and everything else. But there's a lot no, of luck. But it's just, <laughs> it's so crazy to fathom, though, Brent, where one unlucky happenstance where someone catches COVID-19 and maybe they're out for two to three weeks during training camp. And that could be your career. That's you, it. You, you could have maybe had a promising, you know, special teams role that grows into maybe being a pro bowler at that position. Like, who knows what happens? But just one little unlucky thing can literally change your whole career path. It's just baffling to think about right now. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Uh, that's my point on Minshew. I started the show today saying in five to 10 years, we're going to write a story or talk about us. I say, right. Uh, but we're going to have a story on Gardner Minshew. Yeah. And it's going to be like, look at the advantage. Look at look at the opportunity he took advantage of. Mm. Look at the uh, – in, in a pandemic, man, this guy, he was still able to get it done. Or it's going to be like that guy that you just mentioned in camp and say he had one chance. Sure. See, Minshew epitomizes that to me. Mm-hmm. He's got one chance. Mm-hmm. This is it. Yeah. Like, and then maybe someday down the road he gets another chance. But listen, that doesn't happen. All Bortles can't even get on a team right now. So, <laughs> sure. uh, like, you, this is one chance to me, and that's what's so crazy about the Minshew story. Yeah. In my opinion, and in this time of all times, the biggest thing with the Jaguars going forward, though, Brent, and talk about Minshew having this one chance. I just want to see consistency. Okay. Let, let's say that Minshew goes out there. And for whatever reason, he struggles, all right? And he doesn't, he isn't who we thought he was, okay? Now we're talking about, oh, first-round pick from next year for the quarterback. We have that whole conversation. Okay, that's fine. But then don't turn around and say, well, let's give Doug Marona another excuse because, well, he's in a quarantine. I mean, you know, COVID-19, the whole pandemic. Let's go ahead and give this coaching staff and the front office another chance because, well, this was a crazy year. No, it has to work the same way for player and coach. So if player can use that excuse, a coach can either, in my opinion. That is going to be a really interesting read on the season as you look back on it, how much comes into play. We're going a little quarantine crazy here, but would you quarantine (laughs) some players around the NFL? Does it make sense? to do that to avoid these kind of lists also one game today match worth 200 million dollars 200 million dollars maybe even more and another former jag opts out we'll have the latest next on espn 690 and that's what honestly is a good thing that it happened now uh we realized you know what could happen what could go wrong uh if one of us you know failed a test so um just did the thing that we all agreed was best for us so yeah a little more of an explanation from Gardner Minshew. And you know what I was talking yesterday? Where the Jaguars kind of went on a conservative. They could, I-, I said could, in theory, be a conservative with their approach to this and who they put on the list. Hmm. Because, you know, the tracing may say, hey, if you're around somebody, now it says 15 minutes within six feet. Well, the Jags stipulation might be, hey, if you've been around that person at all, we're putting you on the list. Didn't that sound bite? 
from Minshew kind of indicate we thought this would be the best idea, you almost said, to go on the go on and check yeah. it out and be sure? Yep. Like, no, that, that could be very well be That's what essentially happened. what he kind of said. That's what me reading into it. Yeah. But that was because everybody was like, hey, why well, they have more players than anybody in the league. Well, they might be being more cautious than anybody else is my point. Uh, sure. and, and it's just a it's plausible reason to have 12 uh, rather than, you know, six for another team well, or none for another team. And once again, though, I'm just going to say if you're going to have that type of energy right now during the off season, you better have that same type of energy during the season. You know, like you, you, you just can't change your stipulations and your protocols all of a sudden when the season starts. I think you have to be consistent here. Yeah. Uh, by the way, opt outs uh, deadline is now Thursday. I think around four o'clock for the NFL. Alan Hearns, former Jags wide receiver, now opting out uh, for the Miami Dolphins, and uh, of course Marquise Lee, former Jags wide receiver, opted out for the New England Patriots. Uh, one thing uh, for fans: this is your last day uh, because we're season ticket members as well. Uh, and we keep getting the emails and the calls. This is your last day to opt mm. in if you want to be a part of uh, potentially getting season tickets for this year. You know, the one of the 17,000. And you have several options. Uh, you've probably been getting the, the emails. But uh, today is the deadline. So take care of that. Uh, just a friendly reminder. Uh, and if you don't put any option down, uh, which I think is essentially what we're going to do, basically because I couldn't find my ID number. When I went to fill everything out, uh, <laughs> <course> is <laughs> at the moment. And um, if you don't do anything, they'll give you like option three and basically put money toward next year's season tickets that you've already paid. And it kind of, you know, locks you into 2021 at a similar price. I think of the same price. So if I interpreted that right. But anyway, if you're a season ticket member, uh, make sure you take care of that today. Today is the deadline. If you have interest in going to games this fall or whatever else you might want to do, including full refund, you can get a full refund. Uh, but uh, that's a friendly PSA nice. for me Nicely done, bro. Uh, to do that. We only have a couple minutes here, but just just quick thought. Uh, I know we've talked a lot. Of, I, I, I try not to talk too much COVID-19. Obviously, the Minshew story. Uh, you know, is pertinent, and now all the opt-out stuff, and even Alan Hearns and Mark Easley. So we're kind of getting into it. I'm not going to stay on it for too long, but I gave you the homework assignment yesterday. Mm-hmm. The, should any teams consider quarantine players at some point and say, hey, we don't want you around us, whether it's a backup quarterback uh, or or whether it's a star player, we trust you. Go take care of your stuff. Just make sure you're here and healthy and ready mm-hmm. or stay in this bubble that we put you in. Mm-hmm. Anything of the sort. It could be a, a myriad of things. Would you consider it yeah. for any any team, but even here in Jacksonville? I think Bruce Arians was the first guy to kind of come forward and kind of have this he plan. Now, his quarterback. Whether, now, whether he's going to follow through with it or not, time will tell. Would I do it personally as a head coach? Obviously, we're talking about the quarterback position here, right? I mean, the most well, important position. Talking, you could do it for another position. But it's, I mean, the quarterback is. I mean, listen, like you one. could, let's just say this, okay? You could do it for Calais Campbell. You could say, hey, Calais, you've been in the league for 12 years, man. Yeah. You know how to get ready. You can show up. Mm-hmm. And, but we want you safe in here. We need you. We think you're a big part of our team. So go do your thing. We'll see you back here the week of the first game. <laughs> Whatever yeah, it might yeah, be. Yeah. You know, that's my. Well, well and see, because this is, this is what makes a difference to me. Because. I was going to use like an example like that, where if it's like a defensive lineman or like an edge rusher, an important position, well, then I can see, like, all right, well, if you have the guy quarantined off, that's fine because they can kind of get away with, you know, that. But if we're talking about the quarterback position, the most important position on the field 
And do you quarantine somebody off, obviously, during training camp, but also maybe during the season where it's like, you know, a last-case scenario effort, do you bring that guy in? I'm just very adamant of if you were to quarantine a quarterback and kind of leave him to his own devices, that guy that comes back, unless you're a Patrick Mahomes, unless you're just a once-in-a-generational talent, I don't think it's going to be beneficial to you because that quarterback, they need the reps, Brent. They, they Whether it's practice reps, whether it's the walkthrough, but they need to find that timing. And you can't find your timing, your confidence, and things like that if you're just in a quarantine. You know, we see it all the time happen to guys, um, you know, for instance, like Todd Bauman. Now, when we brought Todd Bauman in, that would have been back in 2011, I believe, when they brought Todd, um, what, 2011, 2010? I can't I, remember. I can't I, remember. I can't remember. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, 2011, I believe it was. Todd Bauman was on a tractor. All right, not throwing footballs to receivers, things like that. They bring him in, and truth be told, he did okay. Now, he wasn't probably going to win you a lot of games just because he didn't. He wasn't ingrained in the system, obviously. He didn't have time to you know, throw and catch to his players. So I think you have to work on that chemistry and things like that from the quarterback position, and you can't do that if you're by yourself well, in the corner. And let's so, be honest, Todd Bowman's just not very good. I mean, he's not, yeah. a, good, well, he's not a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a backup, backup, backup quarterback. He's actually a great situation. That's a great example mm-hmm. because he essentially was in quarantine. <laughs> he was quarantined himself, yeah. <laughs> on the on mower. Yeah, whatever <laughs> And said, hey, you've been around the league long enough. If we need you, we'll call you when we needed you. Sure. It's a great example. Mm-hmm. Couldn't you do that with Josh Dobbs? Smart guy, mm-hmm. picks up the offense, knows what's going on. Go work out, do your thing. Couldn't you do it with Mike Glennon? you got two veteran backup QBs. I don't mm-hmm. even know which one's the backup right now. Mm-hmm. But you have two guys that have been around it. And I think Dobbs more so because I know his smarts, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and – Maybe from a system thing, do I need the reps, do all that stuff? You come in and play Yeah. if you need them. Well, keep in mind, though, so if you do that, you have to keep them on the roster, right? You, you just can't cut them and oh, say, yeah. hey, I mean, so the, but number you're one. you're keeping the extra quarterback this year sure, anyway. Oh, without a doubt. So they're on the roster. My point, though, is, listen, you obviously have to take two quarterbacks to the, you know, to a game. I mean, at least some teams will take three. Oh, no doubt. So with that being said, you know, and, and knock on wood, obviously, if something would have happened to Minshew, he doesn't play well, and you replace him with the backup. Well, then, to have that third quarterback in quarantine, I just to me, it's, it's kind of pointless, right? Because at the end of the day, if you expect your third-string quarterback to start, how many games you can actually win, really? Well, no. It's more just, all right, give us a chance. Sure. You're not planning on winning games if you get to that point, mm-hmm. but give us a chance. So, the other interesting thing that may prevent this anyway is I th- I'm pretty sure in, in all the back and forth last night, if you saw the national guys talking about the latest agreement mm-hmm. uh, and the opt-out and all this, I think one of the new rules is you can activate a guy from the practice squad as soon as 90 minutes before a game. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. Okay, I, I, yeah. I'll double check, check that. It out. But that would, for a guy yeah. like Jake Luton, yep. who might make it to the practice squad, mm-hmm. you could actually take him off it on the morning of a game. That's big. If that's the case. Yeah. Uh, and... To be quite honest with you, I didn't know when you. I think you had to do it probably like Saturday at some point in the sure, past. Sure. So that makes sense this year. Well, and keep in mind too, for practice squad players, now it's big time because if teams catch COVID, practice squad players are eligible for other teams to sign. If another team wants to sign a practice squad player, I mean, he can he can, he can poach a couple guys off your roster that you wanted to keep. True. Todd so Bowman was quarantined back in 2010-11 on the tractor. That's a great example. There you go, man. <laughs> Send somebody <laughs> to the fields. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. ESPN 690. We'll do a little Florida State at four. Talking the quarterback position for the Knowles. It's next.